Welcome to First Turn, where we play board games for the first time and discuss our immediate reactions. It's like book club, but for board games. I'm Eric, and with me is Kate, Kiwi, and BP. Hello. Hi. Hi. Today we're going to be playing Parks in all capital letters. Yep. Wow. Yeah, we're screaming it. Designed okay. by Henry Audubon. The artist is 59 Parks print series. It was published in 2019 by Keymaster Games. The description is, Encounter the U.S. National Parks in the award-winning immersive board game, Parks! Hike along different trails every season, take in the sights, and experience the beauty of our parks in a new way. Get game night on the, get game night on the calendar, hit the trails, and make lasting memories. Happy hiking! The mechanics are contracts, Modular board, open drafting, set collection, solo solitaire, track movement, turn order, claim action, and worker placement. The box art is is a nature scene, but it's kind of like a paper collage look to it. I don't know. That's my best way to describe that. There are bears. There are bears and a waterfall. Um, Always good to see a bear. The colors suggest nature with the like green brown uh, palette. <laughs> if you have ever been at or seen some of the postcards of the National Park System, which I think, is that the official artist then? That's the so, official so artist of this game? The, uh, the official artist is the group or the conglomerate that did all the art for the National Parks, but that group does not actually belong to or has any like real affiliation, affiliation with, with the parks. The, right. So they did that series and then they donate 5% to the national parks. And I actually looked it up. They, since they started in 2016, they have been able to donate about $40,000 to the national park service. And when they started, there were only 59 national parks and now there are 63, but yeah, so all the, the same people who did that art series, mm-hmm. The, it's that art that's in the game. Yeah. So, so if you've seen any of those postcards, that's uh, that is, yeah, obviously the exact same art. So it's this specific style that's almost like a throwback to 1920s, like poster art. So, yeah. Kate, how did you describe it again? The paper, <laughs> paper, paper collage. collage yes, paper, yeah. Okay. I didn't know the name of it, but yes, I'm thinking the same exact yeah. thing when I see it. Yeah. So based on all this, would you pull it off a shelf, Kate? Uh, yeah, I, I love uh, parks and nature. So and yeah, the bears are very cute. Um, based on mechanics and description, maybe. Um, I I've enjoyed worker placement, but it's it's still jury's still out on that one a little bit, maybe. Yeah. But yeah, I'd give it a try. Yeah, I like parks. Oh, that would be enough. The mechanic, there do seem like a lot of mechanics that are kind of all over the place, but mm. um, I mean, I don't dislike any of them. So yeah, I'd give it a shot. Yeah, I would, I would pick it up too. I'm a big fan of the national parks. Mm. Spent a lot of time in them as a kid and mm-hmm. I want to go to more of them. So same, same. And I am a big fan actually of the the art style that they have produced. And I actually follow... Uh, an Instagram account called Subpar Parks that take, uh, (laughs) they're a little snarky, but they take one-star reviews of national parks uh, and kind of recreate the art style of this 
theme of these one-star reviews, but in a very snarky way, because obviously they're actually big fans of nature and national parks. Um, it's amazing what some people expect or think when they go to nature. So um, it's, I am very excited. I would definitely, not even thinking about the the mechanics, I'm all about the art and the parks. Well, thinking about mechanics, how, how do, do you we? think it's played? What contract are we making to start with? With the devil. Yeah, like contracts, <laughs> the <devil> for, national, <laughs> contracts for national parks seems like a odd. Especially if we're hiking. We're signing a contract to go hiking in the park. Maybe it's the log book at the start of the trail. Mm. Mm. So they can you, need you need to see so many viewpoints or something. So many like national monuments or whatever, like. In the park. Okay. And what are we don't. drafting? Our hike, our hike spot. Is it a permit? So, and maybe it's a permit system, and we need to sign the contract, <laughs> and then we get like our uh, our slot on the hiking trail. Right. You do need a permit to go you, off trail on the uh, where Shenandoah. We're the Shenandoah yeah. one. Yeah. There's a bunch here that you need a permit for. <laughs> yeah. I'm good at getting permits. Yeah. <laughs> um, so set collection, you're so yeah, no, so open drafting. So that means like all the cards are laid out and people get to somehow select theirs, right? That's open drafting. Yeah. Okay. And you want set collection. So I'm I'm assuming you want like a set collection, like if you want all the same, like so there's the national park system encompasses more than just national monuments and like our typical idea of a park's like a big wooded area. It also does historical monuments now. And so I'm assuming like maybe you want like a set collection of one of each for set collections. Worker placement, though, and claim auction. So claim auction sounds fun. But where does the worker placement come in? Claim action. <laughs> uh, turn order. So turn order claim action. Just oh, means yeah. Auction. I wanted it to be auction. Uh, in the worker placement, still don't understand. We're hiking. How do we we're have hiking. contracts and worker placement? What? Well, we're placing our. We're gonna have a whole like display of trails we can go on mm-hmm. different mm-hmm. parks, and we're gonna place our worker on those mm-hmm. so that we can collect them. Okay. Maybe maybe we're doing a survey. We're accepting contracts in order to like map <laughs> count the out trees. The, yeah, count trees. Like, <laughs> yeah, tree, yeah tree Kiwi's job. dream job is to count trees. <laughs> Because it sounds like you have zero responsibility. You just spend all day out the woods. <laughs> With all those ticks. I'm not worried about that. All right. Well, I think yeah. we got it. Kiwi's going to count some trees. Yeah. yeah. So the history of uh, tree counting. Yes. Um, so to try not to make this as bland as there's a lot of different articles about it, but uh, when I think of national parks and the national park system, I mean, there's there's lots and lots and lots of options. But I grew up in California. And so and we were like an hour from Sequoia, a couple of hours from Yosemite. So those were some of my earlier experiences of national parks. And interestingly enough, um, so Yosemite and Yellowstone kind of both compete for like this first title. Technically speaking, Yosemite was uh, considered kind of set away for this idea of recreational public use. 
1864 under Abraham Lincoln before obviously he was assassinated. Um, be impressive if it was if it was after. <laughs> it would be pretty interesting. Um, but so it, there and there's it, the history of Yosemite is definitely different. I don't want to dive into that, but obviously it is one of our great, I would say, right treasures of the United States as a park system, even. Um, but Yellowstone was one of the first that fell under kind of federal use and occupation because um, as it was considered set aside in the 1880s, uh, you had various um, U.S. cavalry who decided that it was part of their responsibility to uh, protect it from poachers as well as miners. Um, and so kind of in the early 1830s is actually when the idea of this type of system came about with um, this guy named George Caitlin, actually, who went westward from, I don't remember exactly where he was from, but uh, he ended up in the Dakotas and was like, this is so beautiful. Like, uh, we need to protect native civilization. We need to protect the wildlife. We need to protect the wild nature here. Uh, and However, in that period in time, the mentality of most people of Euro-American descent, that fell a little bit on deaf ears, but it would become in the later part of the 19th century and the early 20th century that it began to really gain momentum. And so kind of one of the early aspects of it was 1906 with the Antiquities Act. And I'm not going to do like a long political history of all the acts and how this was organized. But Teddy Roosevelt was a big proponent of some of the uh, larger parks and nature systems. And so this was under his presidency. And so he uh, signed like he obviously signed this congressional act into law and uh, it's come under some controversy in more recent years with obviously there's a lot of competition from mining, uh, oil industries, forest industries, et cetera, that also want to use these. Uh, spaces that have been set aside. Uh, but the initial act has been upheld mostly since its uh, signing in 1906. So pretty long period of time that has given like the president a huge amount of power to set aside land for uh, kind of this, you know, prohibiting it from being um, adultered in any way. So like people can't take any of the resources off of it, including that is historical and archaeological right remains. So when you go into a national park, like you can't even take rocks right from that or leaves or any of those types of things. Everything must remain right within the park. Uh, and as I said, in the 1880s, some of the kind of uh, 1870s and 1880s, a lot of the U.S. cavalry that had begun moving westward for a whole different reason started to take it upon um, their part of their duties to step into some of these set aside territories. Uh, 1916 is when the official National Parks Service was signed into action under Woodrow Wilson. 
and would uh, eventually by uh, under FDR be expanded to include uh, national monuments, the Antiquities Act, national parks as in right what we think of with forest, et cetera, um, and historical sites as well. By the 1930s, many of the historical like Civil War and American Revolutionary War sites were also included in that national park system to give us uh, what we have today, I want to say it's somewhere around 80, 30 million, 83 million, nope, 80, 30 million. 80, 30 million. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. 83 million acres uh, employees currently about 20,000 uh, actual employees with about 280,000 volunteers. And of course, obviously looking for ways to involve communities, local governments, et cetera, to help promote uh, education, access, preservation, uh, and uh, the memories that this wonderful land in North America provides us. Uh, so you guys want to know how to actually play? Sure. Were we close? No. Oh. You never are. Actually, I always assume that you're never close. And then I listen to the episodes later. I'm like, nah, actually, they were pretty good. <laughs> okay. So uh, we are taking the roles of two hikers as they trek across different trails during the four seasons of a year. Each trail represents a different season, and as each season passes, the trails change and grow steadily longer. Each turn, players send one of their hikers down the trail. While on the trail, hikers will see beautiful sights and perform an action when they arrive. When a hiker reaches the end of the trail, they can spend tokens they have received to visit parks and earn points. Your goal is to have the most points from your parks, photos, and personal bonus at the end of the year. The first player is the one who most recently took a hike. Uh, we took one at the beginning of the month. I was just in Astoria. Oh, yeah, you did hike in Astoria. I know, but Eric and Kate also hike very frequently. Yeah, have you guys not hiked right in the last time of year? Yeah, not right now. Okay. Yeah. Closer All right, so July 4th. Yeah. So BP went for a hike in Oregon. So she is, uh, she'll be first player. Uh, so they'll get the first player marker, and the player to their right will get the camera. Uh, the player, the game is played over four rounds, denoted uh, denoting each of the seasons. At the beginning of each season, we're going to draw a season card. Uh, the first season is going to be revealed during setup, and that season card is going to have like a special rule for that season. But it will also show a weather pattern, and we'll put those tokens out on our trail sites, uh, and we'll repeat it along the trail site until we get to the trail end. Then the players will take turns moving their hikers, starting with the first hiker and going clockwise. On a player's turn, they're going to select one of their hikers and move it to a site of their choice down the trail. You always have to go forward uh, or the way the game is set up uh, to the right. Uh, when the hiker lands on a new site, they perform the action at the site. If a hiker is the first to land there, they also get the tokens placed there by the season's weather pattern. Uh, and if it's a site already has a hiker, uh, even if it's their other hiker, then the player must use their campfire to go there. What is going on over there? Oh, okay. Okay, so hiking clockwise camera. Okay. Well, you are way behind. I'm way past that part. Oh, I, did you already do the tokens and canteens? Oh, my goodness. Uh, okay. <laughs> so they, they were very distracting with their giggling. I'm sorry. I heard camera. I said, uh-oh. <laughs> Why did you say uh-oh? I'm not good at taking pictures. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to bust out your phone mid-game and take a shot. <laughs> well, if we ever play this in real life, we will be doing that. Uh, okay. 
So if you want to go to a site that has another hiker, even if it's your own, you have to use your campfire. Uh, so you'll flip your campfire over to the extinguished side uh, and you can't uh, relight your campfire until you one of your hikers gets to the trail end. Uh, then you'll perform the site's action when you visit that site. Basic sites are going to allow you to gain tokens and canteens. Tokens can be turned in at advanced sites for different actions or used to take photos and gain the camera. Players can only carry 12 tokens and will discard down to 12 when their turn ends. Canteens provide extra actions when filled with a water token on the same turn you gain the canteen. And then at some locations, you can turn in two, location, two tokens to take photos and you gain the camera from whoever has it. Uh, and when you have the camera, it only costs one token to take a photo. And photos are gonna be worth a point at the end of the game. When a hiker reaches the trail end, they can perform an action. So one of those actions is reserve a park. So you can take it from the supply and gain the first hiker marker. Uh, and then it lets you visit it later so that others can't. Mm. Uh, you can buy gear with your sunshine tokens. The gear will help you in later seasons. Uh, or you can visit a park. So you take one of the available parks uh, on the player on the game board and you'll pay the visit cost in tokens. Once a player's two hikers reach the trail end, they no longer take actions that season. And when there's a single hiker left on the trail, the owning player must move them immediately to the trail end and take a trail end action. The season then ends. The player with the camera can take a photo for one token. All canteens with water tokens are emptied. All hikers are removed to the trail head. And then a new trail is created that is one site, site longer than the last completed trail. Then we're going to remove, reveal a new season and place the weather pattern tokens. When we finish the fourth season, the player with the camera uh, will get to take their photo and then we'll do final scoring. So you're going to add up all your points from your year-end card, the parks you visited, and the photos taken. And the player with the first hiker token also gains a point. The player with the most points is the winner with a tie going to the player who visited the most parks. And if it's still tied, then you share the victory. So that, <laughs> those are the rules. Well, let's hike. We just finished a game of parks to recap. BP had 16 equipment <laughs> points. Kate had 27 camera points. I had 29 mountain points. And Kiwi had 31 easy mode bonus objective sun points. <laughs> wow. wow. I really, I just have to say before we go to winning strategy, looking at the spread, obviously the three of you are really close. I was really off. <laughs> well, well, I think your problem was you didn't visit parks in the park game. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right. Continue. Kiwi winning strategy. Uh, yeah. So I just, I got that card at the beginning that was like, mm -hmm. do sunshine parks. And so I tried to almost exclusively do, actually I did exclusively do parks with sunshine. And I only got to the very last one because I had to reserve it. And I got lucky and drew one that was an extra star. And Eric's upset because he needed one more mountain one than I needed mm. sunshine ones, which yeah, I do feel like your card probably should have been worth a little bit more because it was easy to get sunshine mm -hmm. between the weather patterns and the double you sunshine also had more card. Equipment. Maybe it was just luck of the draw of what we got, but you had like two sunshine equipment cards and stuff. Yeah, and that, and that's why I grabbed that equipment card because it was a mm -hmm. it was a, it was a two discount for sunshine. Mm -hmm. it was like, right, and my my mountain one discount. was yeah, a one discount. discount for mountain. 
Yeah, and, mine and was really a one discount that for first water. season was a discount, a sunshine discount already on gear. And then it, mm-hmm. I got to the gear spot and got another discount. So I only paid one for that because it was a, normally three sunshine. So yeah, it was. I think I got a little bit lucky in that mm-hmm. very first season. And then there are a ton of sunshine cards. And so that was my goal. And then towards the end, it was, all right, I want to have the camera at the end of the game and I want to have first player so that I can take an additional photo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I just got lucky with that last uh, mountain or, or the last park that I drew because I had everything I needed when I drew it. So I just had to visit it. You also all rushed the end of the game. So I, I didn't have <laughs> okay, my okay, I needed okay. one token. I, I needed okay. one there was nothing, token. There was nothing I could have done that yeah. would have gotten me anything. And so I just went I was, And I was trying to get to more parks. I think my... F- just because I feel like we the losing strategy and why I didn't visit parks is my following along Kiwi strategy. He got sunshine. I got water, but there were no water parks for there the first no round. Yeah. And so I like got to the end and I was like, I'll just get gear. And then I kept forgetting about my gear when I landed on spots. <laughs> and I think I could have done better if I'd remembered my gear, but. Either way, I got to the end and I didn't have my campfire again and couldn't couldn't get to more parks. So, Kate, what was your brilliant strategy? Brilliant strategy. Um, take pictures. Yeah. Take pictures. No, I tried that, but <laughs> um, yeah, I. So the objective card I chose was like high point mm-hmm. uh, park cards, so I was going for those. But that one was pretty tricky. I think I wish I had taken the other one. But at the start of the game, I wasn't sure, to be honest, what the other one meant and like how hard it would be. Mm-hmm. So this one, I even without knowing too much about it, I was like, this seems doable. So I went with that one. But it, yeah, then I had more expensive parks that, yeah, took a lot of resources. It added up pretty good. And, yeah. Uh, Kate, did, how was the theme? Did you feel like you were hiking through a <laughs> national park? Um. Sort of. Uh, I mean the the cards and the resources, both the the cards down in the trail path and the park cards themselves definitely help the theme. Um, and we were like talking about the different parks as they came on the board, but I mean the actions themselves, not so much. I don't know. I don't collect sunshine on my hikes yeah i think you're being generous like this could be (laughs) i mean that's what i was thinking too yeah you're collecting resources and then spending it to buy things Mm -hmm. um i didn't really i didn't feel like i was really hiking or or enjoying a national park so to tie so sometimes i know we jump ahead and we like move these things around but i feel like what kate was pulling on was more the table presence mm-hmm. and i think this goes to one of kiwi's big beefs is that the cards were fantastic they had great flavor text and we got to learn about some of the parks which is phenomenal and we already talked about how the postcard art that these artists have done are also fantastic but like for kate you you piled them all on. So I, I thought you only had one card because you only had one displayed. And so you also kind of hide the art for the game board, right? Because you only have so much space. And maybe on an actual physical layout, you could s- splay them all out and see the cards. But it's 
it's one of those games where the table presence is what brings you into the theme, but the mechanics are not bringing you into the theme at all. Like the mechanics, it's a it's a worker placement game with, I think, I don't even know like how much contracts, but yeah, I mean, yeah, you're paying resources, which you would never think of at a national park. So yeah, you pay your entry fee, but you're there to experience nature, whereas here you're spending nature to buy a pretty card. Yeah, I think the contract fulfillment was paying the cost of visiting yeah. parks. That's that was what that contract fulfillment was. Yeah, I, I agree with you guys. I, I think it it might have been could have been anything, and I think it was the primary purpose of the game was to show the art. Mm-hmm. I kind of think like thematically, remember Tang Garden where you're like mm-hmm. building the garden and looking at mountains in the background? Oh, yeah. I think that captured like, I mean, obviously a little different, but closer to what I would have expected, like a hiking game where, oh, I saw yes. this cool mountain over here kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so table presence we've touched on. Uh, that's great. Components mm-hmm. are great. And art is great. Oh. Mm hmm. Yeah, I absolutely agree. agree. Yeah, <laughs> yeah nothing. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, it's very pretty. Uh, mechanics, Kiwi? I don't think there was anything uh, super crazy about it. Um, I do like the fact that you're, so it has a little bit of that um, Takedo feel with mm-hmm. uh, the trail going along and be only the certain first people, person. yeah, first person there, only a couple people able to do. Uh, but the thing that I did like was that that trail changed every round and you added a little bit more. So you never knew exactly like what the order mm-hmm. of things was going to go in. Um, so I think that was the interesting piece in this uh, in terms of mechanics. But other than that, it wasn't anything like crazy. Mm-hmm. Or new or yeah. innovating. I felt like there were too many. Like it felt like there was too much going on, maybe. Mm. I, don't, I don't know what exactly. Like, yeah, you have the Takedo movement, the camera, the equipment. I, it's a couple things. Like, I don't like how the first player marker was tied to the reserve of park. Yeah. Because like, I felt like I just always wanted to be visiting parks. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so I don't really and know. And then why that, that you was. got extra points at the end for having that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I, I felt like that should just be tied to, like, whoever got to the end first. And then I also mm-hmm. didn't like how you couldn't take a the slow. Like, I like in Takedo how you kind of choose to either, like, target mm-hmm. the ones ahead of you and go fast. Or, like, take your time and wander down the road. And, like, you don't mm-hmm. get penalized for doing that. So, obviously, I didn't like that. And, like, because that kind of made the ending. Like, you, I think Kate and I both had kind of, like, a grand plan for the last round. Yeah. And it basically just fell apart because that whole sort of we couldn't we couldn't like like you know in this kind of game you kind of want to plan out your strategy and you just sort of like well nope you don't get to do it fuck off go to the end yeah yeah i don't know that was a disappointing kind of mechanically at the end i just feel like there should have been like a little something to use up the extra research like Mm -hmm. yeah like it was so sad to just like get to the end and not be able to do anything and i had a big pile of resources resources. it's like there there needs to be something else i can do yeah um yeah but i don't know i thought the mechanics were pretty good i thought it was neat that like you know you had so many different options there and i think it worked better it kind of almost reminded me of um, meadow actually a little bit mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and I thought this was better than that as mm-hmm. far as the way that the resources worked to fulfill the contracts or get us the cards and 
yeah. see that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, rules. How was it learning the game? Yeah, it was wasn't too hard, I don't think. Um so I thought some of the uh iconography was a little mm-hmm. like here we had to explain pretty much all the iconography. Mm-hmm. But not a big deal. There wasn't a lot of it, so mm-hmm. I feel like at the beginning it would have been nice having one of those like here's the order, here's how things go kind of cards. It it was sort of there um, on the main board, but if you weren't looking in that one little corner, it, you really didn't get that. Yeah, and then you'd have to know the iconography. I remember seeing that that space and being like, uh, there's a bunch of symbols on there. Um yeah. I mean, it didn't take long to understand. I think linking what you were, right, like what the rules and restrictions were to what you wanted to do took a little bit longer. But that's obviously just the learning curve for strategy. But it wasn't intuitive. And it's a four round game. So there's enough rounds that by the Mm -hmm. first one, you kind of, you're good to go for the next three. Mm -hmm. So that's always nice. That's that I would. I wouldn't have minded one more round. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, yeah. Cause I, I mean, cause I think that we've already touched on this, just like you're also learning like, yeah, the value of things mm-hmm. and what you want to do. And so, yeah. yeah. One, one more go. Uh, Kiwi rule book. Uh, the rule book had some confusing wording for some stuff. Mm-hmm. So like when it talks about the canteen, I actually had to look up to see how it worked. Cause the way the, the it's where it, reads it it makes it sound like you get the canteen and then you have to fill you have to fill it on the same turn that you get it Mm. but what they meant to say was is that you can't fill it from thing like from your supply of water you have to fill it with water you gain that turn so you couldn't like gain water a turn before and then take your next turn and gain a canteen and use one of those previously earned waters so that was a little uh i had looked up that before we started playing and then the uh, the one bit that I did have to look up was the, like, can you buy straight from the deck? Which mm-hmm. intuitively, I mean, Eric even said it. It's like, ah, you probably have to know that you can visit it mm-hmm. before you can turn it over. Um, but yeah, I, I think the, the rule book probably could have been laid out a little bit better and then just explained a little bit better. And then, I mean, they did have a, a page where like the iconography, I went straight to that page and it was all right there. So it wasn't hard to find. Um, but yeah, not the worst rule book, not the best rule book that I've had. Player interaction. I don't think there was much intentional interaction, right? I did. I don't right. Know. Did you guys try to do anything that affected other players intentionally? No, not yeah. intentionally. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, I, I guess maybe you could, but. I see there was some interaction in terms of like, oh, I was looking at a park and somebody else reserved mm-hmm. it. And you know, there's only three parks up. I think there were three. So like, yeah, yeah that's three, three parks probably up. gonna happen where somebody's gonna take stuff you want. Um the campfire kind of was enough to negate, and then that other uh spot that lets you go to somebody else's mm-hmm. location kind of negated um too much of that sort of Takedo ness <laughs> of yep. like, well, you took my spot. That didn't seem like too much a couple times i think couple it came times, up, but yeah. um yeah i'd say not super interactive no I mostly mean, it was i think most of the interaction was talking about the parks so mm-hmm. yeah not a bad thing yep. but it did go fast enough so it wasn't like you were waiting super long for right. your turn either yeah it wasn't so. much downtime yeah 
Uh, would you play it again, BP? I really wanted to like this game so much more than I feel like I did at the end. Um, the cards are so pretty, but there's Bosk. There's Wingspan. We have so many games that have pretty cards that really feature the pretty cards. I love our national parks. I really do. And I love the postcards that these artists produce and sell at those parks. And every time I go to one, I will buy one. But I just, I don't think this scratches any game itches for me. So I'm going to say no. Okay. Kiwi? Yeah, I'm going to go with no as well for the exact same reasons. I wanted to like this game a whole lot more. Mm -hmm. And I thought that I would. And I don't know if it's because like mechanically it's not because mechanically I think it's fine. But I do. I think I've talked about this on past podcasts. Like when other people don't have a good time, then like it taints the game a little Mm -hmm. bit for me. And, you know, having that not feel good moment at the end where it was like, I did not intentionally just blast forward to the end. Right. There was just nothing that I could do that would get me any points. So there was no point for me being on the board. Right. Which goes to like what Kate said of like, if there had just been getting resources was at least some value then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so like that, like having a not feel good moment and having a player at the table, like, I have complained enough to make you not like the game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. I, and I don't. I don't think I would say I. I don't like it. I just. I don't think I would like search it out. Yeah. Kate. Yeah, I would play it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I. Mean, I feel like this has happened before. I start out in the theme saying, "Oh, it was good." <laughs> you guys are like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty pleasant. I was, yeah, I would throw in some other like gear options at, at the end so that you can do something if you get in that position. But otherwise, yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I, I don't think it was unenjoyable. I do think there's a couple tweaks that yeah. could make it. And there could be definitely more interaction. Really yeah. Get more fun um, in my case, I've, I want a game that like really, I don't know, somehow captures like backpacking or hiking at parks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I had a feeling this game wasn't going to, and that's why I haven't really pushed playing it for a couple of years. I don't know. I, I kind of want that, and I have, don't know if there's a game that does it super well yet. Um, so I wonder if like I feel, I feel like your movement should have been tied to the water in your canteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something like that that like actually captures the experience of like going on a backpacking trip and thinking about like all that kind of stuff and what kind mm-hmm. of equipment you have actually matters and not just like. Bonuses for- and where the bear poles Cause, are. Cause then instead of the seasons, <laughs> they could have tied it to a park. So yeah. it's like there could have been, you know, you're going through a, a hike in Joshua Shenandoah Tree and you run out of yeah, water. Right? It's like, yep. Not only do you not be able to move, but you're going to lose stuff because yeah, yeah. it's you like you can't have water in Joshua Tree. Yeah. And Joshua Tree, yeah, don't pull that card in summer because that's going to be yeah. Yep. So I feel like there are, there were ways that they probably could have pulled the theme in to get closer to what you're yep. looking for. Exactly. So that's really my mm-hmm. big complaint. Mechanically, it wasn't bad. Like, like I said, a few tweaks, I think, would have kind of solved our ending issue. Um, but yeah, probably no. It's a game I feel like I would love to buy and look at and then never play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Which again, then you could just go buy the postcards because that's, that's really yeah, what that we was, want. <laughs> that was when when you guys said like, yeah, we have Bosk. We have there's all these other very pretty games. Yeah, Bosk, Cascadia, Cascadia, Cascadia. Yeah, yeah. love like, Cascadia. There's just other things out there that wouldn't justify buying it just to look at. So yeah, yeah. All right, uh, that was parks. <laughs> so if you have any recommendations of games you want to hear our impressions on even if you have Eric's dream game of really replicating the backpacking experience in our beautiful parks just send them our way you can do so via email at firstturntabletop gmail or twitter and instagram we're at firstturncast and our podcasting camel is these schlepping along the Appalachian Trail just because that was one of our most recent experiences. He spots a bear and says, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcatchers. Back up slowly. Do not antagonize. And we look forward to hearing from you. Play more games. And you can't go backwards on the trail. Correct. Just like real life. Just like real life. <laughs> Eric's got a lot of parks over there. We're visiting parks, right? <laughs> it's in the title. But maybe. We have to plan it out because those two plan poorly. <laughs> wow. I thought you were trying to trick me. Okay. All right. I'm getting to water. <laughs> I've like never tried to trick you in a game ever. <laughs> <laughs>